what's good y'all welcome to the first ever episode of the higher perspective with your host Mackenzie Simmons I don't even go by that shit though I go by Kenzie or Z um but yeah pretty much welcome to the podcast if you're new I'm <laughs> honestly we're both kind of learning as we go here today I don't really have any expectations for this um I just kind of I got a lot going on in my brain okay in my cranium and I feel like I need an outlet for it uh I think I have some pretty unique perspectives on society on self and on the world so I just kind of wanted somewhere I could get that all out and you know maybe start some important conversations or shit if I even help somebody or resonate with somebody or relate to somebody um maybe y'all need to hear what I'm saying so I'm kind of just letting God work through me a little bit and um let me just touch on that because I mentioned God I am spiritual I do not consider myself uh part of Christianity um anymore even though I was very strictly raised um, in a Christian household. My grandpa owned a church. So yeah, I grew up in Sunday school for sure. But I have since, I mean, I'm 27 years old now. So I have definitely, you know, revised and um, yeah, revisioned my belief system in my relationship with God. So um, that could be a whole discussion in and of itself. I don't know what really to discuss today. I was kind of, um, shall I say, triggered <laughs> by a Facebook post earlier. I thought maybe I could talk about that. Um, but since we're kind of on the topic of, you know, spirituality and God, maybe it would just be good to kind of explain my relationship with it and how I kind of got to this point because I feel like spirituality is super misunderstood and I feel like Christianity is so off base <laughs> like it's gotten so far away from what it was actually intended to do and so I think we're gonna stick with that I think we're gonna go with kind of like Christianity versus spirituality or why I transitioned from uh, Christianity into more of a spiritual, individualistic, unique relationship with God. And so before we get into that, this is the higher perspective. So I'm going to be giving you my higher perspectives from a higher perspective if you know what I'm saying if you're picking up what I'm putting down if you're inhaling what I'm exhaling <laughs> then you know where this is gonna go so I'm gonna go ahead and indulge in a little pufferoo and we can just get into this discussion just just hang out and chit chat for like I'm not gonna do this too long probably 15-20 minutes I just kind of want to get comfortable doing this. I am also recording myself on YouTube. Hi YouTube if you're watching um, on that if you're watching on that platform or if you're more of a visual. I'm a visual person so 
if I'm ever going to watch a podcast, it's probably going to be the recorded video version of it because, man, my neurodivergency, my ADHD, it just, it just doesn't do well with just straight up audio. Um, unless I'm driving or doing something where I literally can just listen. So without further ado, we just hit 420 on the timestamp. So what better time than indulge in some plant medicine? So let's get into it. And I encourage y'all, if you partake, to join me. <laughs> nice <clears throat> i am if you're curious i am currently toking on a juice live resin hybrid blend concentrate pen whoa that's a mouthful um right now i'm a flower girl i would prefer flowers if you know what i'm saying um but right now this is all i have accessible to me so we gonna do what it do we gonna do what it do baby so we're gonna let that kick in and just kind of get it going. So, you know, as someone who was raised um, in a very strict Christian household, um, was forced to go to church, it kind of takes away the like genuineness of it or like, it doesn't allow you to really establish an authentic relationship with God. You know what I mean? It's just like being forced to go to school or being forced to go to practice for a sport that you don't really want to play, but your parents, you know, are living through you or your parents are pushing you to do. Um, and so it's kind of that same thing. It's like you're just there. I feel like as a kid, when you go to church, you're not invested. You don't really understand why you're there other than that it's something that's socially expected of people in the Christian religion or really any religion. There's commitments, time commitments at the very least um, to your faith. So, you know, I just feel like I went through the motions a lot in, in church and I didn't really get much out of it. Um, if I remember correctly, my poppy, which is my grandpa, I'll be referring to him as poppy. Um, my poppy, I believe it, his uh church was a non-denominational just so kind of just like an open generic general christian church um and yeah i i never felt i never felt god ever and eventually once my poppy passed um my dad's side of the family kind of dispersed and they sold the church and they sold his flower shop and his house and all of that stuff so um, we stopped going as regularly, maybe for Easter, you know, maybe for a, if there was a special kids event at a, you know, Bible study type of thing, I would go with my friends to theirs or something like that. But it kind of just dissolved. I think it was probably because it was super painful for my dad to, you know, continue to go somewhere when that was your dad's like place. So yeah, pretty much after that, I don't remember how old I was even, maybe 10-ish, I'd say 10-ish. <laughs> I don't really know. I have pictures from that time, but yeah, it's 
to be honest, when, <laughs> if you have a traumatic childhood, sometimes the years tend to blend together. And uh, yeah, I don't really remember how old I was. Um, I remember being very sad when he passed. So I was definitely old enough to understand that, you know, what death was and that he wasn't coming back and da 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 da. So yeah, once he passed away, we pretty much stopped going. And I never touched faith again, really, until I was probably like 20. Let's see. The first time I got kicked out was like 21. 20, yeah, like 21. Um, if not 20. Actually, it might have even been 19. I'm not sure. 19 to 21, I got kicked out the first time. Um, and... I remember being in a really, really dark place um, after that shortly. And I think that was, I actively remembering being, I guess what you would call an atheist. I just didn't believe. I was actively angry. I was so angry at my situation. I was so angry with my life and the things that I had been through. And um, I was just depressed. I was lost. I was partying all the time. I had horrible, horrible friends. People that treated me like garbage, that made fun of me, that belittled me, that later went on to key my car and do a bunch of other things, throw drinks on me, bump my shoulder in the club. I mean, just low quality, low vibrational friendships and people that were not going to help me in my life. They were not helping me become a better person. They were not helping me move up in my life in any capacity. But this was before I was really doing any, this is before I had the self-awareness and before I gained that higher perspective from spirituality of like, I need to change, you know, and then the self-awareness kind of kicked in and it's never really turned off since, which is a blessing and a curse in and of itself. <laughs> but um, yeah, once I got into a relationship like a year or so after that, um, that was when I kind of felt stable for the first time in a while. Like I had gotten a nicer job finally. I had been working at a sub shop and then I had been working at a hotel forever for a couple years. Um, and you know, became a key holder or whatever at the sub shop, opening, closing. I mean, that's about as capped out as you can go, as high as you can go. Um, for firehouse subs, <laughs> um, you know, jobs. So I started to look in other things. I had lots of customer service experience. I ended up applying to be like in leasing and property management, which was the nicest job I had ever had. I had a new boo. We were all happy. Um, I ended up moving in with him after like a year, which I had never done before. I had never lived with a guy before um, or a partner period because I am queer now, I'm pansexual, let me just throw that in the mix just so you guys have a better perspective of what the fuck is going on here. Um, but this was before I was out. This was before, well, I always knew, but this is before I was openly out, before I was accepting of it, before I was actually showing up in the world as queer. Um, I was still strictly dating men. So I moved in with this guy and I felt comfy. I went. I didn't have to work, you know, 
His parents paid for the apartment and paid his credit cards off. They were very wealthy, or at least they were very well off. They were very, very comfortable. Let's just put it at that. Money was not an issue at all for them. Um, so I therein got to benefit. That was really a blessing. That was the first time I had experienced really someone taking care of me in such a, you know, financial way. Um, so I got real comfortable. I went back to school. And I'd say around this time, I'm starting to really dive deeper into self. This is about right when, uh, that's not a so country. This is about right when, <laughs> this is about right when COVID hit. So 2020, which was three years ago. So I was like 24, 23. Um, and, you know, that was like a massive spiritual awakening inside of itself for like, the entire world but especially this country I feel like a ton of people because we were inside with ourselves if you had a partner or a pet or whatever but like that was a lot of introspective time that was the time that we really got to reflect on ourselves on our lives on our jobs on our relationships on the world and society and I think it was like a huge shift. It was a huge wake up call for a lot of freaking people. It was definitely my catalyst into spirituality. And after going through such a dark time, you know, I've always kind of struggled with mental health. I've always had either or or both anxiety and depression. So, um, you know, I would go in and out of phases my boyfriend at the time called my room the cave I think or the dungeon or like he said I was a vampire um because I would you know close the blinds like I it was like dark in there I didn't you know want to see the sun I didn't want to be outside so I had moments where I was struggling and I was um back in cosmetology school at the time so that was stressful in and of itself and then having to do that online courses um I did end up graduating in person in August, um, I think of that year. Um, so <laughs> that was something I just wanted to do to prove to myself I could finish it because I, you know, didn't finish school. And yeah, I just, that was a really positive, like, thing for me in my life. So, but after that was done, like, I didn't really um, have the drive I don't know I didn't feel like called to the actual trade like I didn't I still do some of my family and friends here um, as like part-time clients but I don't know it never actually spoke to me as a trade once I had the certificate I was like okay I did it like I guess I did it more for myself than for my love of the craft even though I have such a deep respect and love for cosmetology because it is so much more than people give it credit for. There's so much more work and energy and effort that goes into getting a cosmetology or an esthetician's license. But especially cosmetology is 1,500 hours. It's a year. It's like a job. It's a full-time job. And um, I had to drop out the first time when I had gotten kicked out. And so just to finish that, I was like, boom, on top of the world. Thinking everything was going great. <clears throat> and then my relationship crumbled. <laughs> Yeah, I had started content creating a little bit more um, and kind of focusing on that as something I knew I wanted to do was like at least create. 
I had started painting during the pandemic. I had started drawing during the pandemic, which was the first time I really ever showed any creative interest. I didn't even know I could draw. I didn't even know I can paint. I still literally surprise myself um, to this day with the things that I am able to like create. There's actually a painting sitting right here. This is the first one I think I ever made. I never signed it or anything. That was before I did that, but um, it's a sunset. If you're on YouTube, you can check it out. You, or if you want to go check it out on YouTube, I think the handle is The Higher Perspective or The Higher Perspective Podcast. Um, but yeah, go sub there and hang out if you're more visual. Um, so yeah, that was the first painting I'd ever made. And so I was just starting to like really come into my own more. You know, I finished school, I was like content creating, I was making art and I had a pretty good response and feedback from people. Um, I had just like perfected my cornrow braiding and I do my own braids now. If you're looking at my YouTube, I did these myself. I've done my own hair since then. So for three years, um, because I'm like, if I know, it's really hard for me to pay for something that I know I can do myself. So a lot of time I'll do my own hair or my own nails, but this is completely off topic, so we're gonna get back <laughs> to the point where this is when I was like coming into my own. So I started to really be aware of the things that were making me happy, the things that weren't, and I guess it kind of just came down to like my boyfriend coming home one day and saying, I don't wanna be with you anymore. It's over, we're done. And I was completely blindsided, I was like, okay. I then had to go on to hear him smooze, schmooze other girls um, on FaceTime. And it was really, really, really toxic. It was really negative. It was really dark. I was treated like literal dog shit. I was treated like garbage. And that was kind of my rock bottom, at least one of my rock bottoms, um, because here I was having had been super financially dependent on him for at this point two years because I think we've been together for like three um and I mean the relationship was easy but it wasn't you know it kind of had fizzled I will agree like we weren't as romantically um you know involved and things like that but what really changed I think was he got a job after school and he had a bunch of guys at work that were probably like talking him up like you know what I mean I know how I know how y'all niggas be and he had his little friends on these video games that I'm sure were like you know he was probably complaining about me and they were telling him to dump my ass and da 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 and yeah so it was it was just a lot but the thing was I was blindsided like we went from because he would oftentimes like massage my feet or something like before bed so we had like a moment together um everything had seemed normal he just came home one day and was like we're done and then like a couple weeks later it was like we have a month till i'm out of here and so i have no job okay i have not worked i have been out of school for a few months but i didn't have a chair anywhere like i said i wasn't really wanting to do it full-time I kind of was wanting to get into content creating and kind of investing in that and hoping that um I was making lots of vlogs back then and just video uh, food videos and just I was creating for um weed tube which is like a stoner um version of YouTube so I was making a ton of content and was just planning on 
having this time that I had started a boutique, I was selling lashes, um, I was doing a little bit of everything. So I had banked on having that time to really, um, you know, build up my business. I was taking, I was in the middle of being an entrepreneur. You know, there's no steady, solid income in that. And to being, okay, well, you have a month, give or take, to, like, find a job, find a place, da 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 all this stuff. I didn't have it. I just didn't have it. I looked. I There was no really good opportunities. Um, I was dealing with, like, y'all don't understand how dark and heavy this shit got. This breakup. I felt like I didn't even recognize the person that I had been dating for those three years. Like a whole new side, a freaking monster came out of him. And um, it was just a lot weighing on me. So I, I didn't get it together in time. I literally ended up, I was planning to live in my car. I do have, I had a cat at the time um, and I was considering like getting her to my grandparents or finding a temporary foster home or something like that um but I was planning on living in the car like I had downsized everything my car was packed ready to go my key broke the day like the day before or the day of me supposed to be moving out my key literally I go to put it in like and no I hadn't told anybody I hadn't told my mom I hadn't told my grandma I hadn't told my sister friend nobody knew that we had broken up um actually people might have known that we, we broke up but they didn't know I was like 30 days impending from basically being homeless and living in my car and so because I'm always been I've always been the type to have to take care of myself in a certain sense I have hyper independence due to my trauma because I'm disappointed by people often people don't treat me like they should they take advantage of my light and my love and I'm not saying I'm an angel by any by any motherfucking means, but the fact of the matter is I've been treated like shit 90% of my fucking life. And so it builds up a really hard shell with trusting other people to take care of you or to do the things that need to be done. Nah, you end up relying on yourself. And so I thought I could get through this myself da, 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 until my fucking key breaks. And then I'm like, what am I literally supposed to do? I had to call my mom who I knew how to spare. Um... I had to call a guy to come get the piece of the key out and then we had to go and I was like what's going on da, 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 da. and I just broke down telling her like I don't have anywhere to go like I'm about to be living in my car that's why I, I need spares and this and that and all this stuff and she was like oh come back to the house da, 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 da. yeah it didn't turn out well my dad is the raging narcissistic asshole and he kicked me out again so then I went to live with my grandparents for a week. I ended up getting a leasing job. And um, that's actually this apartment I'm in right now. This will actually be one of the last, second to last nights I'll be in this apartment as we speak because, um, yeah, I got to be out by the 28th, I believe. Um, so this was my old studio. I used to have paintings. You can see some of the, like, pins in the wall still. This whole wall is works of art that I had completed throughout the my time working here um, which was like a year and a half but um, I don't work for them anymore and I'm actually yeah so <laughs> long story short is between that breakup and um, yeah so basically between the breakup and getting this job was like my rock bottom 
Like I felt, you know, just embarrassed. And I was, at that point I was 25 or 24. And I just felt like I should be further along in my life. You know, I don't know what makes me happy. Nothing I do is, other than my art really is even semi-fulfilling my soul. You know, I just got like blindsided by this person I thought I could trust that I was envisioning a life with. And on top of it, you know, I'm broke living at my grandparents' house you know, just felt like a piece of shit. And um, once I got the job here, it allowed me to really chill. I went back to the hotel part-time. This job only required me part-time hours as well. So I was able to create and reflect the most living here for the last year and a half or so. That is really when I reconnected with God and I had the time to myself alone. I hadn't been alone in three years. Um, and even before that, I didn't, I had no sense of self. I had no clue who the fuck I was or what the fuck was going on. Um, so yeah I, I was here I didn't have no furniture I had an air mattress and, and like a lamp that my grandparents had given me and he also gave me a ton of other like plates and little things that I needed god bless their soul like they are my angels that were sent to me here in this physical reality they have helped me and loved me through so many tumultuous and stressful times when my parents would not and could not be who I needed them to be in that moment. My grandparents have been there for me. Um, I actually do not really speak to either of my parents at this point in time. Um, haven't spoken to my dad since that day three years ago. And my mom and I are pretty much estranged also after, um, well, since I'm just being quite fucking frank on here, she suffered from alcoholism quite badly she still is in recovery she's in AA I think she probably has her two or three year chip by now I couldn't tell you the trauma has it all blurred once again the timelines get fucked um in my head so a few years ago I know she was relapsing a lot and I was directly traumatized by um by it um I had to witness some things that a mother should never witness or mean that a daughter should never witness her mother um, being in those states and so um it strained our relationship and uh yeah I haven't really fully been able to uh, forgive or trust her since then so when I say I was here alone I literally mean I was here alone okay um me and my cat that was pretty much it for a very long time I did end up talking to somebody like the last year like six months four six months like about a year ago I would say or I don't even know no because we broke up or whatever like during holiday season last year which was like a few months ago so we dated for like six months though I would say that whole year so other than that six months period I was completely alone and what that allowed me to do was completely just look in the fucking mirror, look at who I was, look at all the decisions I had made and how I got to this point. It allowed me to basically look at my demons and 
to befriend them and to learn to accept them and love them even because I know that some of my vices are a, they're a trauma response at the end of the day. They're parts of me uh, or decisions that I made that I felt like I had to in order to survive. I was just doing the best I could. But with that being said, I had built up a lot of skeletons in my closet. You know what I'm saying? And I had to clear the motherfuckers out. And so it really allowed me that time to like decompress. And I, things got quiet and things got dark. And it's in that moment that I feel like I really reconnected with God. I really decided to ask for divine guidance, to pray for help um, and for healing and for growth and for change because I knew things could not and cannot continue like this, you know, and I couldn't allow people to continue treating me like this. And I had to take accountability for my own shit. And I also had to love myself through the bad decisions, through the cringe moments, through the embarrassment and the lack of character that I have displayed over the years. But I know I was so wounded. It's like a wounded bird trying to fly and it's just not possible. Um, I had to take that time to heal my wings and trust myself in enough to even try to fly again. And the only reason that happened is because I got really fucking honest with myself. I got really honest with myself, with who I had been and who I wanted to be. And I started journaling a lot. I started um, really getting into my um, writing, really getting into painting especially. I focused on um, content creating again, but now I, I even do some spiritual or, you know, philosophical or even just like self-improvement style kind of videos that actually offer like some kind of, you know, information and wisdom and knowledge, um, which I like. That's what I'm discovering. That's what I like to do. Like, I feel the best when I'm helping someone else or when I'm connecting with somebody, when I'm creating something authentically, when I'm inspiring other people to do the same, that's when I'm in my fucking element. That's when I feel aligned, fulfilled, just feels right. And so I just started leaning into that more and more. And I had to, you know, release and remove a lot of old limiting self-beliefs that I had accumulated that weren't even really my own thoughts, to be honest. If y'all haven't already listened to the book, The Four Agreements, I say listen because I listen to it on Audible. But if you have not already read or listened to The Four Agreements, you need to. If you're looking for a great stepping stone to into this, into changing your life, into changing your perspective into something higher, the higher perspective. <laughs> Sorry, that shit just fits right in with the message for real. Um, yeah, I'm a cornball. Y'all gonna have to get, you know, used to my personality. 
I've been called weird my whole fucking life, and you know what? It is what it is. I'm not going to change myself. I, I really finally do love myself for who I am. And it's not about... I shouldn't be worried about trying to kill the part of me that's cringy. I should be trying to kill the part of me that cringes. I saw it on TikTok the other day, and that quote has stuck with me. And it's so true. It's about... Because if you're not cringing anymore, you're really genuinely accepting yourself. And that's the highest form of self-love. And the only way you can do that is if you deconstruct all the bullshit and all the negative beliefs that people have pushed upon you your whole life and you have just accepted. You know, it's like drinking poison whether you realize it or not. And you can't heal and get better if you consistently, you know, doing that. So it was a lot of work. And it, I mean, some of the darkest and most depressive times of my life, absolutely, like it's up there. No doubt, was not easy. But I'll tell you something right now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something right now is that I am unfuckwittable. I'm unfuckwittable, period. I have such a strong sense of self. I have such a strong confidence in who I am and what I offer to the world. I have such a strong connection with God and my guides, my angels, my ancestors that love me and support me and guide me. And I don't care if it sounds hippy dippy. I don't care if people think I'm crazy or if people automatically associate spirituality with witchcraft or then automatically associate witchcraft with demonic evil activities and energy it's just ludicrous it's asinine it's ignorant and i can guarantee you the very same people that may be talking down upon my spirituality or of talking down upon the path in which god has chosen for me which <laughs> by the way be careful doing that shit now i because <laughs> God don't like ugly. He really doesn't. Karma will come for your ass quicker than you can. You know what? So let that be a warning to all of anybody who may be wishing ill upon me, listening, hate listening, hate watching my pages, praying for my downfall, baby. You only hurting yourself. I, I'm unfuckwittable. I'll tell you right now, I am heavily divinely protected and heavily divinely guided. And nobody can stop what is for me. Okay? So let me make that very motherfucking clear. That I rebuke all evil eye or negative energy in my life. And especially on this podcast. Because this is supposed to be where the vibes are. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I am much more of a... I'm much more aligned with Christ consciousness now as a spiritualist than I ever was as a Christian, okay? Because I can tell you going and sitting in a building or sitting anywhere, congregating for a certain amount of time for on a certain day does not absolve your soul of sin. That's not how that works. If you sin Monday through Saturday and then you just pop up Sunday you're a horrible person. You're ignorant. You're hateful. You're selfish. You don't think about anyone else but yourself. You're not, 
you know, actively inputting positive things into your community or your job or whatever it is or your life, if you're not actually walking the walk of Christ, if you're not actually coming from a unity consciousness of acceptance and love, then shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Respectfully, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it because God is not in a building. He may be sometimes, but guess where? God is really in your fucking heart. God is inside of your heart always. You can tap in anytime, any place. And you should be tapping in more than once a week. I'm just saying. You should be building that relationship yourself and deciding for yourself what feels right. Not allowing a bunch of societal expectations and conditions of basically a cult. <clears throat> Sorry, Christianity at this point is borderline. It's it's giving cult behavior. It's giving cult. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. Modern day Christianity is giving cult. And that's probably going to piss some people off. But that's okay. That's honestly okay. Because I'm not saying all Christians are bad people. Sure, there are a small percentage of people within the Christian religion that actually practice Christ consciousness on a regular basis, that do the inner work. Yeah, I'm not talking about doing things for the community or volunteering, which those are super important too. I'm talking about within there, your day-to-day, -day, everyday life. What are you doing to walk with God every day? Do you give gratitude for the things in your life? Everything. The bed you sleep in, the roof over your head, the water, the clothes. Simple things like that. Are you practicing an open heart and open mind? Are you accepting of everybody regardless of their class or their, or their religion or their race or their whatever sex, whatever it may be, their sexual orientation? Do you truly love thy neighbor as yourself? Do you even love yourself? That's the problem. Y'all can't even walk with Christ or walk with a unity consciousness with us. You can't have that mindset towards others and towards the outside world if you don't already hold it within yourself. You don't, you don't know what that energy is. It's foreign to you. Which is why I think the whole problem with modern day Christianity is they skip over that. It's like it goes into such a analytical, like decisive translation of a book. And, and the book has been manipulated to fit specific agendas. Words have been removed and other words put in their place. Do not get it twisted. I hope y'all are not just blindly believing every book the government has published. I hope you don't I hope you do your due diligence and research things beyond what you see on social media or beyond even what I'm telling you. If something piques your interest, I mean, that would solve a lot of issues <laughs> in the world. Because ignorance is a lack of information and knowledge, and there's a whole lot of misinformation going around. And then people take that as their gospel. Take it so literally. When really, if they understood that Yeshua or Jesus 
his intentions were never to even have a following. It was never his intention, I believe, to cultivate a massive following as is today. He simply wanted to share the lessons and the wisdom and the knowledge that he had through trials and tribulations of his life. And so there is value. So while I believe there is value within the Bible, I think it's been taken to such a different level that it is now harmful. It is now doing more harm than it is good. It's being used to divide and to separate than it is to bring together and to unify. And if you really understood the book of the book and you understood the intentions behind it and you really had God in your heart and you walked with Christ in your life, you would know that is directly contradictory of what the fuck we trying to do here. We're trying to break down barriers and walls, not continue to build new ones up. Within ourselves and within society. And so forgive me if the path I walk with God does not look the same as yours. But you, you are not in any place or predicament to look down or to judge any motherfucking body. Period. And especially if you're not judging and criticizing your own damn life. Okay? Let's, let's reevaluate that first. Let's make sure you're happy with yourself, your job, your relationship, or your marriage, your community, etc. Let's check all those boxes off, boo. <laughs> Let's check them off first and make sure that your yo shit looking right before you start looking over here at my shit, okay? Everyone's too worried about what everyone else is doing. We need to hold up the mirror. The next time you point at somebody saying you do this or you represent this or that, just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because it's different than the way you would do it doesn't mean it's wrong. The problem that we have is that everyone thinks their opinion and their da-da-da-da is superior than another. When if we really just realize that all religions point to the same place. There are different ways to get there, different modes of travel. Some people are taking the train, some people are walking, some people are flying. Like, it's all different modes of transportation to the same place, to source, to God, to the universe. Okay, we may call it different things, we may have different analogies for whatever it is, but it's up to you to find what resonates with you in your soul, in your heart. What feels good to you? Even if it's unconventional, there's more than one way to get to God. It's about getting there that matters. It's about getting there. It's about doing the work. It's about be committed to about being committed to your faith and to yourself in your own journey of, you know, prosperity. And, and you know what? So every time you go to point at a different group outside of your own, realize there is three looking back at you. That is just, you know, one of the most oldest, you know, the people would say if you point a finger at someone else, there's three pointing back at you. 
That's exactly what I'm talking about. You're worried about the one you're pointing. You should be worried about the three pointing back at you. Yeah, because chances are whatever you, whatever issue or problem that you think you have with that other person, place, thing, culture, religion, ideology, whatever, chances are that you have like your own internal shit going on. We all have an individualistic perspective and you're letting your own shit like literally cloud your judgment and put up a wall and separate you from somebody else. And I wish we would stop doing that more and instead approach situations that we maybe don't understand with an open mind, but firstly an open heart. And really listen to what the other person or group is saying. And, and realizing there may actually be another way to do this shit. Just because their way is different doesn't mean it's wrong. And just because I choose this path doesn't mean it's right. I just hope one day we can maybe collectively get there. Because I am the best version of myself I have ever fucking been. Thanks to my spiritual awakening. For real, for real. My whole perspective on life has changed and that's the fucking whole point behind this podcast is I do have a higher perspective now. And... I would love to share that with the world or get people thinking or get people interested in reconnecting with God in their own way. Or just even reconnecting with themselves. Like, are y'all happy out there? Are you really fucking happy with yourself, with your life, with how things are going, with who you have in your circle, with who you're dating, with who you're married to? Are you actually fucking happy? Or are you going through the motions because it's easy? I feel like a lot of times, you know, humans are so resistant to change, which is so ironic because change is the only inevitable. Change is the only constant. I know y'all have probably heard that. The seasons change with every generation of animal and human. We biologically change we adapt we evolve your growth throughout life or your life story should be no different as you go through life and you go through experiences good bad ugly or otherwise we should be stopping to check in with ourselves, with our soul Reevaluating, cleaning out things that no longer align with us, that no longer resonate with us, that no longer serve us. We don't really do that. That's not cool, you know? That's not trendy. And it's not easy. But I can guarantee you what you think, oh, this is just, you know, complacent, it's easy. It's really not. It's really not easy. It's just going to take you to hit like a rock bottom like I did 
to realize that something's got to change. Because if nothing changes, then nothing changes. And sometimes we really are. We're just stubborn. We're just too stubborn to not change till we have to. God had to damn near smack me in the motherfucking face <laughs> to get me to wake up. I get it. It's easy to stay complacent. It's easy to stay where you are. But it's equally just as hard to live a life that you don't really feel like you're living. You just get through each day. You just go through the motions every day. Well, you have the job, you have the wife, you have the kids. You should be happy, right? That's the dream they sold you. Well, I'm not fucking buying it. Unless there are things I genuinely want in the timing that I think is best for me. I'm not going to subscribe to that. I don't really like to follow the rules. I've always been a little bit of a rebellious spirit and now I understand why. Because I'm not meant to do things the way everybody else has done them. I'm not meant to go along the same paths everyone has done. I literally have been foraging, fighting, cutting sticks, making my own path through the fucking woods my entire life. I've been on the, the road less traveled. If y'all thought my, my little snippets of my life story was crazy tonight, that's just the gist. That's the general <laughs> overview of just the last, I don't know, five, ten, probably ten years. The last five to ten years. But this shit, my story starts a whole lot earlier than that. So... Just trust that I know it's hard and, you know, it's, it's just got to be worth it to you to do it. So that is that, but that's kind of my thoughts on Christianity versus spirituality and how I kind of came into it. Um, yeah, I would love to... Uh, answer any questions or take even like uh, topic submissions or whatever um, I definitely have a couple like societal you know tidbits issues I was kind of wanting to touch on um, I always have personal life shit I could talk about um, just whatever y'all want to hear so Damn, it's been 50 motherfucking minutes already. So. I mean, I don't have nobody else to talk to. <laughs> I live alone and I actually just lost my cat a few weeks ago. So. I, I've definitely been quite lonely. And I guess this was just another outlet for me to express myself. To hopefully connect with some other living motherfucking beings out there. Maybe try to find my little soul tribe or whatever, people that resonate with me. And, you know, maybe someone needed to hear something that I said in this live. Just to know that you're not alone in whatever you're going through. And it is, you know, there's always hope. 
anytime that you're ready to um, change, you can just literally just say it. Just make sure you're ready because shit is going to get harder before it gets better. When you really start to do the work. Yeah, it can get ugly. And you're probably going to lose a lot of people, places, and things that don't serve you. But if you're genuinely fed up with the, you know, matrix of life, school, work, marriage, kids, you know, repeat, repeat, repeat while you ignore your passions, you ignore, you, you ignore, you ignore your, <laughs> why is that word so hard to say? Well, you ignore your true, you know, path and purpose and passions. If that's something you're okay with is being complacent, staying, doing what's safe and never challenging yourself or even trying to believe in yourself or figure out why you don't already believe in your fucking self. That's 100% your prerogative. But I don't want to be the person personally. I don't want to be that person on my deathbed that looks back and has regrets. I really don't. I'm only 27, but I want to live. That's the That was the switch in me was I don't want to do what everyone else wants me to do because that's what I'm supposed to do because that's what looks good or sounds good or is prestigious or pays the most. I just don't fucking care anymore about that shit. I know God got me. As long as I am in my purpose, I'm creating authentically, I'm connecting with people. I know I will be taken care of. And that sounds fucking crazy, but that's what faith is sometimes. It's believing in things that don't necessarily make sense. They're not concrete. It's not set in stone. It's not the safe route. Not the safe route. Route, route. But I have no regrets. I am a happier person. I'm happy with myself for once. For once in my life, I look in the mirror and I genuinely, I see myself. I love who I am. I love who I've become. I believe in my worth, my talent. I don't really know what else to say than, other than that. That's gold. <laughs> I no longer tolerate people that, or jobs, or any motherfucking thing that does not make me feel good about myself. That's not going to be prosperous or, you know, beneficial to me and where I'm going and what I'm trying to do and who I'm trying to be. It's a constant process, though. Growth never ends. So you can take breaks. You can take breaks as often as you want. But, yeah. So, yeah, this is the last time y'all will see me in this room, like I said. 
I will be moved out by the time I do my next podcast. I don't know where I'll be podcasting from. It could be my car. could be a friend's house. Who knows? Who freaking knows? I'm in God's hands. So, I want to thank y'all so much for listening. If you're still here, (laughs) you're the shit. You were a real one, and we definitely connected. So if you resonate with my energy or my messages, if you indulge in plant medicine, I would love to, you know, I don't even know how this shit works. Y'all subscribe. I mean, on YouTube, subscribe, of course. Um, The Higher Perspective Podcast. Um, If you're on TikTok or Instagram, my handle's Queer and Cosmic. And on Twitter, too, I think. And yeah, I guess that's it. I don't know, y'all. I will. Oh, yeah, I think this is going to be on Spotify and probably Apple Music, too. So I don't know what y'all do. Tap the plus, follow, add, subscribe, whatever the fuck it is. And I'll see y'all next time. It's been real.